Welcome to the Divine Style Podcast with Jalinda Stella, personal stylist and self-love coach, and Alison Maiden, psychic medium, spiritual healer, and metaphysical teacher. Each episode, you'll experience spiritual lessons to cultivate self-love and self-expression so you can become the best version of you. Hi, I'm Jalinda. And I'm Alison. Today we are talking about the magic of ley lines. Now, I've only recently heard about these, so I guess I'll ta- you take over here, Alison. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is a ley line? Well, a ley line is a, an energy line that runs around the earth, um, and there's lots of them, and we have energy grids actually around the earth. And you've probably heard of meridian lines on your body before. You would yes. Have- been to a kinesiologist or you might have been to a a naturopath and they've talked about your meridian lines. And so we have um, lines that run around our bodies that give us energy. And that's how acupuncture actually works, is that it will work along the meridian lines. So the needles are placed on the meridian lines and then the energy is tweaked so that if there's a blockage of energy, it will actually be freed. And so the energy will get to the Um, the organs that are associated with that particular meridian line. So it's really interesting uh, that 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 works so well um, when we have acupuncture. And I've had acupuncture a lot. I love acupuncture. I I like it too. It's a a great modality. Wonderful. And it just frees everything up in this old body of mine. So (laughs) when uh, we speak about the earth ley lines, it's a very similar concept. So there are... Earth has got these ley lines that have been there since the beginning of time. Um, And the ley lines are are the Earth's way of getting energy to certain points around the Earth. And so the ley lines, um, which form grids, uh, energy points where they cross over, are sacred places. Now, like we have chakra system in our body where everything pulls into one area, the Earth has a chakra system as well. And it's absolutely fascinating because a lot of the ancient monuments are actually built on these chakras. Now, ask yourself this question. How would our ancestors here have known that? That is incredible, isn't it? Mm. What is the answer? You know the answer to this. Yeah. Aliens. (laughs) Yay. Another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... Let's have a little looky here at where the chakra points are around the earth, because I think that could really open people's minds up a little bit. Fantastic. Okay. Are these places that we should definitely visit? Oh, look, absolutely. In fact, I've visited a couple already (laughs) myself. But so the base chakra or the survival chakra in humans is at the bottom of the spine. And that's the one that's opened up when we first come in to the the body. Okay. And that gives us... um, our spirit, our um, drive, our passion, our, our need to be here. And it also is about our um, sexual drive as well. So wow. it helps us to be able to procreate, which is basically what we've come here for. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst other things. Um, and the sexual drive of this colour is red, of course, because if you look at around you, every time you might see something that's maybe remotely sexual, there will be red involved. <laughs> yes, this is another great one, the power of colour. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So I just find that really fascinating too, um, that if the advertising people want to sell an ice cream, they'll put a model on there with red lips. Funny that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, once once we sort of start to establish where on the, the planet the different chakras are, it's so interesting 
Um, so when we're looking here at the base chakra, the first chakra, it's actually in Mount Shasta. Now that's in the United States. Okay. Ooh. So in the northern area of the United States, very near Hawaii. Okay. Okay. So as we move through the second chakra or the chakra that is your sacral and the orange chakra, that one is actually at Lake Titicata in Mexico or down near Mexico. So that's in the southern aspect of the United States. We then move across to the third chakra. And you never guess where this is, right here in Australia. Really? Uluru. Amazing. Uluru is the third chakra or the solar plexus and the feeling center of the planet. Okay. This is awesome. And then we have the heart, which is in the UK. And this is, this is a fascinating one. And I love this one. The heart chakra is in Glastonbury. Now, you know what else is in Glastonbury? What? Stonehenge. Ooh. So here you can start to see a bit of a pattern. We have these amazing monoliths or built monoliths. So Uluru is obviously, well, they think it's natural. Yeah. I, won't, I won't even get into that one. <laughs> um, we'll go to alien stuff later. later. <laughs> and then you've got these amazing monuments that have been standing for thousands of years on these other energy points. So let's continue because there's more and it's getting more and more interesting. So the fifth chakra, which is, of course, the throat chakra, and that one is blue. This one is in Egypt, and we have the Great Pyramid, the Sphinx, and the Mount of Olives built around this chakra. So we have these massive um, monuments that have been there for, for thousands of years, and they're built right on this chakra. They could have been built anywhere else in Egypt, but there they are. Spot on, this chakra. This is amazing. The sixth one is in New Zealand, the third eye chakra. It's very important to understand that as we're moving through the chakras, there's different aspects of the chakras that relate to us, also relate to the energy of the place that you're in. So when you're in these places, you'll find that, you know, that, that you're more switched on, more aware um, in those centers of your being. Right. So in the Great Pyramid, of course, you're going to be more switched on in the throat chakra. All oh. right. So this will bring out the energies very much so. Incredible. So we, we really are connected to these mm. parts of, of the earth. Of the earth. That's Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. And so the final chakra, the seventh chakra, we're looking at the crown, which is in Tibet. Now, that probably doesn't surprise you a great deal. It doesn't surprise me at all. Um, Mount Callus in Tibet is our crown chakra. So along with these, we have gates or openings to other dimensional fields as well. We do have other aspects um, which are high-level vibrational gates which come in around the energy lines or the grid lines on the earth. And they are um, located in very interesting areas. So we have in the craters of Hawaii, we have energy gates. In the Table Mountains in Cape Town, South Africa, we have energy gates. Moscow. Ooh. We have an energy gate in Moscow. Vodka. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have um, the energy gate uh, Mount in Mount Fuji in Japan. And as I said before, New Zealand also features Lake Tuapu in, there, in, um, in uh, New Zealand. And then we have the four mountains of Bali 
as well. Oh. So it's it's so fascinating, isn't it, when we start talking about these energy centres of the earth and why certain places seem more important than others. And how drawn people are to these sites. Exactly. Exactly. So you may find that you go to Bali and you completely fall in love with this place. You absolutely feel so at home there. It's, it's your vibration. It's your energy. And that is because you're vibrating to that particular gate. Now, what is a gate? You may ask. <laughs> yes. What is a gate? <laughs> so a gate opens up wormholes to other dimensions and also other places in not only our universe, but also other universes. Wow. And the ley lines is uh, surrounding our earth also create energy grids, which UFOs and other craft can move along in and out of dimensions. That's why when you see a craft and look, I'm not, I'm not going to go believe it or not, because you have to believe it now. Even NASA has come out and said aliens are real. Okay, yeah. guys. So disclosure is happening now. I can talk freely. I've been having to keep silent about this subject for too long, <laughs> I feel. Like I've known this my whole life. I've known this my whole life, exactly. Um, but I've seen craft for as far back as I can remember. When I was a child, I've seen them. I even can command how they move in the, in the air because I can telepathically connect with them. And I've had groups of people with me when I've done this. So I absolutely know that they're real. I absolutely know that they're, they're friendly, that they're all good. Uh, there's some ones that are not, but most of them are. Most aliens are um, this is good and, to know. And they're helping us here on the planet. But they do move around these energy grids and ley lines. So what does that mean for us? Well, we have ley lines all around us. And so interestingly too, you know, other countries have a much better idea of these things. And they understand that if we moved with the lines, if we actually moved with Mother Earth and didn't work against her, everything could be in harmony. Everything could be beautiful. And we wouldn't have the problems that we have with hauntings and things like that <laughs> because we're not plonking buildings on top of lines that need to be kept clear or right. we're not building in places that maybe are somehow damaged and need to be healed first before you build. So the ley lines, how close together are they? Or can they be anywhere from a few metres or are they kilometres apart? Yes. So the ley lines around Earth can be like several hundred kilometres apart. But then there's other grids that lay on top of it. So there's not just those grids. There's other grids that are also included in that. So different energy levels bring different grids. Now, um, back in the 1950s, Russia did a huge, um, I suppose, study on this. Um, and one of the... Um, the government officials at the time was very interested in this. But going back for years and years, Russia have always had dowsers that go in and actually douse an area before they'll build a building or build a house on it. What's a douse? A dowsing um, is about um, getting uh, dowsing rods or sticks and moving around, showing where ley lines cross over and where portals could be, which could actually injure or hurt somebody physically. Now, I'll explain a little bit more about that soon. That's amazing. So it these is. are those dowsing rods look like coat hangers kind yeah, of. Yeah, pretty much they're okay. coat hangers. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can build one yourself right now. Get a, a wire coat hanger and just cut it um, near the hook and then cut the other end, the long end, turn it upside down, you've got a dowsing rod. Amazing. Okay. So with the dowsing, um, they will then go around and, and find out where these hot spots are. Now, the hot spots are, are where two grid lines cross. 
The first grid line we'll talk about is the Hartman grid. And the Hartman grid is um, named after Dr. Hartman, who actually discovered it. And he went around with his equipment, his, you know, gauges and things like that. And he discovered that in certain spots, there's cubes or energy grids. And they're about a meter by meter around the place. So he said, like, well, that's the energy grid. Um, where they cross, we really don't want to sit there for too long because it can actually cause energetic disturbances, particularly in humans' energetic fields. So we just have to keep an eye on that. And he was quite happy with that information and he went off. But then there was another fellow that came in and said, well, wait a minute, that doesn't actually explain massive vortexes and things that happen. And sometimes people get very, very sick when they're on these massive vortexes. And when they're moved away from them, they get better. Oh, incredible. So when he had a look at it, and this was several years later, this is a man called Curry, he actually um, realized that there was a diagonal grid that fitted over the top of the um, straight grid. And when those areas cross, and they're about a meter and a half by a meter and a half, you're going to find that there'll be a hot spot. And what he calls a hot spot is a geopathical stress zone. That's the official word for it. So geopathical stress zones are usually in houses because the house has been built on top of it. Uh-oh. <laughs> right. So then you could be potentially living on a spot that's making you ill. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to combat this or is it sort of like that's it, you need to move? Yeah, there's different ways we can. Um, people who just deal in this in a scientific way and they'll come in with their gauges and have a look at where your hot spots are. I mean, you can do them with divining rods, just saying. Um, but you know, they'll say you need to move your bed a meter over here, or you need to move out of this room altogether. Don't sleep in this room. There's too many hot spots in here. Um, we do this, uh, we teach this actually in the House Clearing and Energy Balancing Workshop because I believe everyone should be dowsing their houses and also know that if you sleep on one of these hot spots for, um, you know, eight hours or more, it's disturbing your energy field of your body. So the meridians of your body are being disturbed by this energy. They can also let in nasty things, especially if the hot spot is a vortex and it's opened up to one of those dimensions we were speaking about earlier. Wow. Fourth dimension or lower, you're in trouble. Okay. That was, yes, that was in our previous episode. Yeah. So you have um, these energy hotspots in your home and sometimes they will allow, you know, spirits to come in and out. They'll have parties in your kitchen. <laughs> you know, there's, there can be lots of them and then there can be none. And you'll think, God, they were here yesterday. Where are they today? It's because they're going in and out of this Portal. Incredible. It, this is really fascinating because I think sometimes, and I know that when I was little, you would move your bed in certain ways because you couldn't sleep yes. when your bed was twisted some ways. And I mean, that's really interesting, even with couches in your lounge room, if you're sitting in these spots for a long time. It's your intuition telling you you're uncomfortable there because your own body is saying, I don't like this energy. Amazing. Mm. Now, not to frighten anyone out there, but if you've got flowing water nearby, as in like right out the front of your house. Like or, my house where I've got a creek, right? Correct. There. Yeah. Or you've got water flowing underneath your house. Now, underneath your house would be in uh, underground water where you know that there's aquifers or, you know, like fairly close to the surface, I would say within, you know, probably six feet. Or you've got... Um, pipes <laughs> and everyone well most people were traveling under the house uh, yeah when I was in America we found this was like a nightmare because they have underfloor heating 
And how they do that is they keep water moving through pipes underneath the surface. Yes. And so we're like, oh, they were just, it was really hard to deal with. Um, But look, if you've got water running under you constantly and you're sleeping on this thing for eight hours, that's a recipe for disaster. Now that this is scientific fact, there was a study done in Russia in around about the 1950s of a little town that had multiple cases of illness. And we were talking about not just your normal average um, cancers and things like that. There were people with terminal illnesses that would come on very fast and it would take them very fast. And they would also have other things like Parkinson's disease. And like there was this whole myriad of problems there. And they're going with well, there's no pollution. There's no factories nearby. It was a country town. They were farmers. There was nothing unusual. And they couldn't pin it down to anything environmental. And so they went out there with their dowsings. Well, actually, they had their equipment. But, you know, <laughs> they went out there and they had a look. And sure enough, every person that was ill was on one of these hotspots. Amazing, because people do talk about clusters of illnesses. Yes. And like you said, whether terminal illness or even just a really bad sickness that mm. you can you can get. That's amazing. Mm. And do you know the really interesting thing is even back, our ancestors knew about this. Back in the Roman days, before they built a house, they would put a flock of sheep in the area that they were going to build the house. And if any of the sheep died over a period of a few months, a lot of the sheep died. Oh, they the wouldn't, poor sheep. Yeah, the sheep were the <laughs> guinea pigs, unfortunately. But they wouldn't build there. You know, so it was for even for them, they knew that the energy coming out of the earth in some spots was not good or not healthy. Incredible. So if somebody's in a in a home where they are, you know, maybe feeling unwell, mm. uh, tired or lethargic, maybe there are some of those second dimensional beings. Look, I tell in. you, they're attracted to these areas. And so, you know, if you're having a lot of hauntings in your house, I reckon you've got some hotspots. How do you help those hotspots? I, I think organs are something I've yeah. learnt about. So these are beautiful uh, combinations of crystals that are put together. Yeah. Um, and they have a really high frequency and high vibration. Mm. Um, so crystals are one one way. Crystals are definitely a great way of doing it. You have to program the crystal to hold the energy. So it's basically saying that you hold this energy at, you know, a high vibrational field. So it doesn't open up the door to lower things. Um, but organs are um, especially made for for transmuting energy. So they have copper wiring. Now, copper is a brilliant transmuter of energy. And you'll find in feng shui, um, a lot of the feng shui practitioners will actually lay copper pipes underneath houses, not for having water running through them, but just purely for um, dispersing bad energy. Okay, so copper, it can run along and it can be dispersed out from the house itself. So copper has been used for a long time as a, a good conductor. Um, within the organs themselves, they actually have this copper wiring. They have a lot of other um, metals, sometimes silver, sometimes gold, if you can afford that oh. one, um, and a mixture of different types of crystals that can also help. Um, they're usually different shapes, but the best one I find for this work is the pyramid shape because the pyramids are like acupuncture needles. That's what they're designed to do, and that's why we have them all over our planet. Fantastic. This is great. So <laughs> this is like mind-blowing stuff though because it's really expansive and really out of maybe a people's understanding of how, you know, the planet works and how everything is so connected. It is. In so many ways. I mean, even I was driving the car the other day and I just thought all of the hands that went into it and even the machines, that the, the hands that went into making the machines that make some of the parts of the car, but how, how connected just every little piece is and there I am driving along and everything is connected. And yeah. Maybe 
maybe I was driving along a ley line on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely were. There's no doubt we can't avoid them. Um, yeah, and some of those ley lines are very positive, of course, where we have beautiful energies and when everything's in balance and we go to some of them amazing spots up here in far north Queensland where we have the waterfalls and the, the swimming holes and everything in nature in balance there creates a really good vibration for those um, portals to be positive. So if okay. it's a natural uh, creek or a natural ley line, that can be a good thing. But if it's a man-made one, it could potentially not be a good thing. Yeah, well, um, it's just basically saying that if man has come in and interfered with it, like, for instance, putting a building on there or um, even changing things like water flow, you know, damming rivers, um, changing the flow of things, it's it's creating a different energy altogether. And so the tools that we have, like organs and... Um, I can probably give you a really good example. Um, so drought is caused by an overabundance of um, the organ energy. So when we have too much of this energy in one spot, it causes drought. So we can actually get rid of the dead organ out of that area by using organites to transmute the energy and then water returns. And we've done that a few times. We've proven that a couple of times with some farming friends of ours who um, in South Australia, who, you know, very dry down there. Um, and they've got rid of their, their dead organ um, from their area with these special devices. And sure enough, they've got rain. Incredible. Yeah, it so is incredible. So we don't have to get out and do rain dances like we used no, to? No, just <laughs> stick a few organs around the place, you'll be right. <laughs> so there's a, a lot to be learned, of course. Um, you know, the beautiful Indigenous, the first people here, they knew all of this. They knew what the land had to offer and, and how to live in harmony with it. Unfortunately, over centuries, we've really lost that connection and uh, we just do whatever the hell we want now and plonk things everywhere. And of course, it's causing, it's wreaking havoc and then it's wreaking havoc on our health as well. I think one thing that's been really interesting is that we have been going back to the first peoples of, of our country, in particular here in Australia, and they are starting to ask them, hey, what can we do about this, whether it's the fires or the floods yeah. or whatever like I just read recently we do have some floods going on in Australia at the moment and they said part of the problem is is that they've ripped up all the land all the farming of course has, and there's nothing to hold it back there's nothing to hold the water in no. so yeah it's just flooding all of the all of the houses because yeah the, the earth can't soak up the water it's pretty dumb it's really <laughs> when you think about it you know we could just have a look around us and go we'll just stop for a minute and let's work with this and work in the energies and um, everything could be corrected really fast and I believe that's where we're heading. I believe, I want to believe that this is where we're heading. I want to believe that people are awakening to this and that we're understanding energy a lot more than what we ever have before. Um, and of course, you know, people say it's all about the money, that they're just about the money, but natural disasters cost more than if they just took five minutes and actually spent a bit of money by doing things properly in the first place. So, you know, maybe if anyone in government's listening to our podcast, they can take this on. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, wow. Well, I think um, I'll be going home and making some dowsing rods with my coat hangers and checking where these spots are in my house and putting organs everywhere. What if it is in a very awkward position in your house? Mm. How, like if it's like right in like your front door or your walkway, things like that? Yeah. Well, you can um, use um, what they call celestial cures in feng shui um, where we can put a crystal, place a crystal. Um, and also, um, look, you can't always move your front door, can you? But you don't spend a lot of time there either. So that's the trick. It's got to be over. If you're sitting some, somewhere, um, for instance, you're working from home, 
you're sitting on a spot all day, just make sure it's not a hot spot. Move your desk, move your, your chair out of the way. Um, if you can't possibly move it because of space or whatever, then we can stick an organ underneath the chair. That would help to disperse the energy for the time you're sitting there. And um, the other thing is if you want to, you know, get a really strong channel to be able to close them off, just call James. He just does it with his mind. He can close them open and close them at will. Wherever you are in the whole wide world, he will be able to do that. He is incredible. <laughs> um, but the other thing too, um, animals, animals are amazing at this. So you'll find that dogs won't sleep on these hot spots. They're pretty smart dogs, right? They don't sleep on them at all. So if your dog sleeps up on your bed with you, just check the area he doesn't go. So if he doesn't go up to the top end, you could have one up there. Right. Incredible. If your cat likes to sleep on your head, then you've got one because cats love sleeping on them. So cats like them. Yeah, they actually purr and disperse the energy that way. Also, they protect those mm. spots. It is interesting how we have a cat and she does move to certain spots in the house and they're kind of like her spots. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to go and check that they're, they're exactly they're the points, right? <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is ants. Ants will build their nests on these places. Oh, we've got ants inside at the moment. It's very frustrating. Yeah, well, they love it. Put an organ in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> great tips. So if anyone's interested in actually purchasing an organ for themselves, um, just get on to the Instagram page for Triple Goddess Organs. And they're up here in far north Queensland. Absolutely stunning. And I know you've bought a few yourself. I have bought a few. Oh, my gosh, they're addictive. They're <laughs> they so are beautiful. great. And they are amazing and their energy is strong and it's strong enough to disperse anything that might be in the house. And plus they're beautiful girls to work with as well. They are. What I find really interesting about the process of making an organ, because people can, you can buy them on, I don't want to mention any sites, but some cheap sites, but then they haven't necessarily been made with the correct energy. No, so that's there's correct. There's a lot of unconditional love that go into what they, the girls do. Oh, my gosh, they bathe the crystals in um, organic oils before they put them in and they you know they're just incredible and yes it's made with an, a huge amount of love and reiki and I can guarantee they'll work for you so if you feel like you've got some of those ley lines in your house you grab an organ <laughs> um, reach out we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening to the divine style podcast please follow share and tune in weekly for more spiritual and self-love guidance you can find out more and ask questions at jalinda.com.au and alisonmaiden.com.